Welcome to Hold My Shovel Podcast. I am your host, Christy. I want you to stop digging through life's BS and start talking about it. So join me here right now as we dive headfirst into someone else's pile. Welcome and join me for an adventure through the remarkable transformation of Julia, the health and wellness coach extraordinaire, as she turns the tide from misery to mindfulness. Prepare to be inspired as Julia shares her incredible journey from shedding weight to embracing a holistic approach to well being, deep diving into mental and spiritual wellness. Together, let's break free from the diet culture, challenge societal beauty norms, and shift our focus away from the numbers on a scale. And don't miss Life After Breath. It's Julia's very own daily podcast. It's truly an oasis filled with mindfulness, gratitude, and wellness wisdom, spiced up with the occasional visit from remarkable guest speakers. Join me today on this journey towards a more mindful and balanced life with Julia, your ally in the pursuit of genuine well-being. Let's get digging. Welcome, Julia. Hi. Hi. I'll just say thank you for coming again. And I'll <laughs> no just say worries. that out loud because I am um, completely honest with all the listeners and new to this. And our last meeting, our recording or my recording got completely messed up. And Julia was so kind to take more time today. So thank you. Listen, everything happens exactly as yes. it should. It just means this conversation is going to be what people need to hear. Absolutely. Period. Done. Perfect. I love it. I'm I so happy to be here. Thank you. Listen, I get to spend more time with you. I know. I enjoyed fun. you last time. So I didn't <laughs> feel bad being like, hey, friend, could you help me out again? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. This is perfect. Yeah. Good. So yeah, we'll just deep dive into your just pile. Dive right Wherever in. you want it, whichever angle you want to stop and <laughs> start talking at, I really don't care. That's the beautiful part. Okay. Well, I think that that, so I'm a health and wellness coach. What the hell does that mean? Um, I am passionate about complete wellness and what that means to me. Cause I think that like when people talk about wanting to be healthy, it could mean a gajillion different things. And, um, I started with nutrition and that's fantastic. And that's really important. And, but that's one facet fitness and nutrition are two very important parts of a much larger whole, but right. I believe mental wellness is probably most important <laughs> I agree. spiritual wellness is so important sexual wellness is massively important and so underlooked like we don't right. look at that we don't want to talk about that financial wellness totally important we talk oh, a little bit more about that yeah. even though it makes us uncomfortable you know but those are the things that like I want to talk about I want to make sure that you are you have complete wellness that we're not just fantasizing and like obsessing over a freaking number on a scale. Right. You know what I mean? That's not healthy. <laughs> so, it's not. And that's and where I, our heads yeah. usually go. And that's where my head went yeah. this week. So I'll start there too. Right. Cool. <laughs> well, numbers. let me help you pull out of that because <laughs> then tell everybody yeah. that you are more than a number on a exactly. scale. And that like, for example, okay. So I, part of my story is that I have had, I have a major weight loss 
story. Mm -hmm. And I lost 130 pounds in 10 months. That's fast. That's very fast. Very fast. And I did it and it was amazing. And I'm proud of myself. And, um, and I'll talk about why in a minute, Mm -hmm. but what I do want to say is I don't believe that the weight that I got to is healthy for me. I'm five foot eight. I weighed 140 pounds, but I have probably at least 20 pounds of skin hanging on my body. Right. So if I take that skin, which mm-hmm. isn't fat off, now my scale weighs 120 pounds at five foot eight. That's malnourished by all medical by standards. All standards which, again, right. I think take with a grain of salt. But like, when I think about that, I'm like, oh shit, like that's, that's actually not exactly healthy. Right. And then when you add your muscle mm-hmm. to that and you add all those things. And so that's why I say like, your scale weighs something. It doesn't take into consideration your body, con- like your, the configuration of your body. Correct. Everybody's and what different. other things made. And so that's why for me and the BMI, don't even get me started on the BMI. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm so, so inaccurate. So doctors these so days. many different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many doctors these days are kind of like using it as like, a, okay, we want to be kind of within this range, like kind of thing, but they're not using it as a doctrine. Cause I will remember when I was 15 years old and right. my doctor looked at the BMI chart and told me that I was morbidly obese oh. at 15 right. and like, and I wasn't, I was not, you were and tall, I, but I, right. I took right. that on boy. Oh right. boy. Did I, Hey, I'm morbidly obese. I'm the big girl, you know? So, and, and that was in your head. My yeah. For the rest of my life, because mm-hmm. if I didn't weigh less than that, which I didn't, then I was morbidly obese. You know what I mean? Yeah. You take this on. So like, that's why I'm all about getting rid of the diet culture. Mm -hmm. I'm all about listening to your body, which then makes you go back to the mental part of it and the spiritual part of it. And I'm all about finding what works for you. And if you're going to use a metrics, excuse me, if you're going to use a metrics, use, um, use the body fat percentage, because then at least, you know, what you're more accurate. Okay. Absolutely. Well, it just tells you like, especially if you're like trying to build muscle or maybe not, that's Mm -hmm. fine too. Like you've got, you've got some, you know what you're some wiggle room, some play. Yeah, You understand how lean your body is. And like, honestly, it's the fat that we want to get rid of anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, let's let that body fat percentage number go down and not worry about the scale because the scale is not taking everything into consideration. Scale has zero grace. Absolutely. (laughs) Sure. And yeah. I, I do use a scale. We use a scale, but we use it as a tool. tool. We do not okay. use it as that's completely fair. Yeah. A, yeah. It is like, it just helps us see where we are today and that's it. And if you can make that shift, which is so hard to do in this society, it's really, really helpful. It's really, really helpful. And pay attention to how you feel. Mm-hmm. If how you're eating is making you feel lethargic, you know, you need to change. If how right. you're, fe- you're eating is making your pants feel a little bit tighter and you love those pants and you don't want to buy a bigger size something's up. You know what you need to change it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what is important. And that goes back to this complete wellness idea. I believe so strongly that your Mm -hmm. body, mind, and spirit are one. And when you start to work on one, you kind of can't help. You have to do the rest or you're kind of giving yourself a disservice by not. Well, absolutely. And I'll say that like, (laughs) I have clients who like, they would come to me for weight loss and we would work on it and they would work towards getting into a certain dress or Mm -hmm. being able to move around better on their vacation or whatever that is. But because they approached the program that I teach, which is about creating healthy habits that I teach, that I coach people through, um, 
it, they weren't worried about that. They didn't care right. about the habits. They were doing the diet part of it because they just wanted to lose this weight and then they could go back. To they just wanted life. results. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Right. And they didn't maybe know that, but then they're like, well, I'm struggling. I'm putting it right back on. It's like, right. Because you haven't made any changes in your life. Mm-hmm. Jen Sincero. Do you know who that is? She wrote, I do book, not. Uh, you are a badass. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, she writes the badass books. So a, you are a badass with money. Yes. You are ba- like her bestseller. You are a badass. She has a daily calendar that I use, but okay. I love that. It's just quotes from all her books. I love it. Um, and she has, she says something along the lines of, forgive me, I'm going to totally like oh, blow this, bring but it on. <laughs> she, it's, it's about like, when you have those goals in mind and you're starting to try to change your habits, it's not just about eating better. It's about visualizing yourself. Yes. 30 pounds down, but that's a different person Yeah, and becoming that different person and owning. I am not the person that I was. And I'll be honest with you, having lost 130 pounds, there's two things that come into play. Mm-hmm. I went from a size 22, 24 to a size four, right? Yet at a size four, I would stand in front of my mirror and see the other girl and see all of the weight, mm-hmm. all of the fat, everything. It is a mind. I don't know how much you like to curse. It is, it is, it's crazy what your brain does. And, and so that's something that our, that the doctors don't tell us. That's something that society doesn't tell us when we're talking about diets, because they don't know because not that many people have that kind of massive body transformation. And so I'm here to tell you, you're not alone when you still see the fat person in the mirror or you still see the overweight person in the mirror or that that overweight person, that unhealthy person still exists in your mindset because you didn't say goodbye to that person the correct way. Exactly. And it's interesting because like when you start to eat differently, like when you start, like when you've lost all this weight, it is normal. It Mm -hmm. is absolutely normal for people to fluctuate between five and 15 pounds up and down. Like that is so normal. So just, let's just embrace that and say that that's okay. And like, let go of it. But you're Um, a Chinese food meal away from just gaining that five pounds overnight. (laughs) Right. But then you're also a salad in the, like, you know what I mean? Like a nice healthy breakfast in the morning away from losing it again. Because that kind of weight doesn't change. That doesn't become fat. You right. do that once every month or every other month. It's not going like to catch that. you. Exactly. So that's the thing is that when it's just this crazy, stupid, it makes me so angry, obviously this diet mentality of like, I have to give up everything. I have to no. deprive myself. Exactly. And what happens that's is so if wrong. you're setting out to lose mm-hmm. weight and you want, <laughs> you got me starting now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to lose weight and you are, and you're like, I'm going on a diet, your mind goes okay, that means we can't have this. We can't have this. We can't have this negative, negative, negative. I'm in self-deprecation mode, which then makes you, or not self-deprecation, denial mode. Like I'm, right. um, that's not the word I want, but, but like it's I like am, you're limiting yourself so that when you totally. cross a brownie at a snack table and you're going to curse yourself and then you're, you, you, right. But you're coming up right. from this lack, lack mindset. I I'm, exactly. I'm going to, I can't have any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden now you're in fight or flight. You're right. like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. No. I don't want to like, I don't want to deprive myself. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I, I Like now you're in this, like, I'm going to keep this stuff away from me. No, right. No, no, no that's not how it works. That's you're not a human being. You can have that brownie once in a you while. Don't brownie. kill yourself over it. Exactly. Don't keep brownies in your house if you're right. trying to lose weight. But right. if you go to a party and there's a brownie, here's, here's the thing. Sure. Decide I'm going to have one. 
That's mm-hmm. not going to waylay me. That's not going to screw me up. That's not going to, you know, does it serve my goals towards losing nope. 50 pounds? No. But at the same time, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to have this one brownie. You take a bite. It tastes like shit. Spit it out. Spit it out. Cause you don't That's enjoy it. You're not going to enjoy the, the rest exactly. of it either. If you go exactly. to a restaurant and you decide that you want to have a piece of cake and you can tell that it's been frozen and it doesn't taste good turn it away. I know you're going to waste eight bucks, but guess what? It's not, call yeah. me. I'll give you eight bucks. It's exactly. not worth No, it. I so agree with that. If you're yeah. gonna, and, and I have the mindset of, no, I bought this. I'm going to eat it anyway. I bought some Cheez-Its the other day. Mm-hmm. I love Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are the I love Cheez-Its best. So much. I have a news. I have news for you. I have very disappointing news for you. They don't taste like they used to. No. I no. was so excited. I got on the subway. I hadn't eaten. I was going <laughs> to a friend's house and I opened up the Cheez-Its and I stuffed a whole handful in my mouth. And I was like, Ugh. are you kidding? You're Such kidding. A downer. I was yeah. so mad and I ate them anyway. I didn't eat all of them, but I kept eating them. And then and you knew. I was like, Julia, what are you doing? First uh-huh. of all, you know, you don't want these. Second of all, they taste like crap. And, and you're like, bored. And That's it, what, it was a bored well, hunger. It, it was, was, I want this to be what it used yeah. to be. Maybe if I keep eating, yeah, it'll turn into that and it's Ugh. not gonna, you no, know, it's not going to happen. No. So you have to turn that off. I mean, and that, and just that mindset alone is a massive shift of like, it is. it's okay. Sure. I spent five bucks on this box of shitty crackers, but you know what? Oh, well, oh, I'll well. give them to this homeless person who just wants to eat something and Thank doesn't you. care that they exactly. taste like crap, you know, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's just something to keep in mind. The other thing that if you are on a weight loss journey that I really, really, really want to stress is there's no, like guilt is going to get you nowhere. It mm-hmm. is going to keep you stuck. Yeah. If you make a choice to have something that it is on your program or doesn't serve your goals. Okay, cool. The best part about making, you didn't cheat. That's what right. I want to point out. Let's, let's let get that, I'm a that vocabulary person, get that word out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. You didn't cheat. You made a choice. Did it serve your purpose? No. But was it good? Did you enjoy yourself? Great. Mm, Were you yeah. feeling guilty the whole time you ate it? Then you shouldn't have eaten it. Well, you know, and, and I don't know next time. Either, but exactly. Like, but like, if you are going to make that choice, enjoy the hell out of it. Exactly. And if you're, and otherwise, if you're not, if you're finding yourself having more guilt with each bite, then put it down because that, because if you're not enjoying it, then why do that's it? how you got there. Exactly. Well, yeah. It's old habits. I feel but like you're just trying oh, to break them. Yeah. I thought you were yeah. saying that's how I got to my weight loss. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But <laughs> I'm just saying like, it was a little more toxic in, than that. <laughs> you, no, you sneak into those little, oh, it's okay. And it tastes like shit, but I'm still going to eat it. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Yeah, I don't want to waste the eight bucks, but then that's the mindset that got you heavy or unhealthy in the first place. Sure. So you just the have to break it. Is- right. You can make a choice. And then so yeah. many times my clients will be like, okay, so I did this and I felt awful afterwards. And so then I want to clarify, why did you feel awful? Did you feel awful because you felt guilty? Because here's the thing, you did it. Who cares? Let it go. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not your no. judge and jury, but also right. like it happened. Why are we still looking at it? We're looking forward. Mm-hmm. Why are we still, you ate it. Okay, cool. It's gone. It's through your system. Let's keep moving forward. It's a road bump. Different. You know, yeah. You'll notice I said yeah. different choices, uh-huh. not better choices different choices next time choices that might serve your goal choices where like oh I really want that piece of cheesecake but now consciously I'm going to remember I felt like shit it ran straight through me it my stomach hurt and then I had guilt I don't want to put myself through that plus it's not not eating it it will make me feel better because I'm moving more towards my goals and so when we can this comes back to my whole thing when we can become more aware of our choices Mm -hmm. and we can make choices from a consciousness state like really think that through before we just arbitrarily grab the cheesecake right. because they're serving it or like whatever 
you really, really, really are in a much better space to be able to be like, hmm, I want that, but do I want it? Or do I just want it because I'm used to wanting it? Right. You know? No, so it's, like, a, it's, it's just, a whole it's, mindset shift. Right. And that's where, that's kind of what got us into this conversation is that like coming at it from a diet mentality, you're okay. not going to be able to make those choices in consciousness. It's not going to sustain it. No. Right. But coming at it from a mindful, like, okay, I am aware of my choices. I, I am making control. these choices to move yeah. me towards this thing. Mm -hmm. I get to, exactly. I get to have control about what I put in my mouth and that I'm not depriving myself because I'm going to have this piece of cake and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. And I'm not going to, and I'm going to let it go when I leave the wedding. Right. Because this, okay. I am here to celebrate. I'm having and fun. So it's okay. I am in the it's moment. Okay. Exactly. And it's not going to waylay me because I am still eating well. Yeah. I am still healthy. I didn't have the pasta. You know right. what I mean? Like whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <clears throat> you don't have to justify it, but you can if you need to. If you, you know, need like, to. But the point is no guilt because the best part about making a choice is that you can make a different one next time. Exactly. Period. It's okay. And so We're like, all human. Yeah. Absolutely. Give yourself some grace and space to just be human <laughs> right. for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I had a, I had a really great conversation with a client yesterday and I was kind of telling you this about, about this a little bit in the beginning. And she was, she'd heard my story of mm -hmm. weight loss and Julia, how did you do it? And like, how did, you know, blah, blah, blah. And just to cap on this a little bit, it, and it <laughs> talking about it made me more aware of right. kind of like what I did, like She's like, what was the switch? What made you stick to it this time? And it was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. what was the switch? And so like answering that question and the, the difference, the big difference is for me, <clears throat> I had tried this program before and I'd lost some weight on it and I had great success, but I stopped because I was obsessed with my work. I didn't care about myself, blah, 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 all the things. Fast forward a couple of years. Now I'm close to 300 pounds. I um, am massively overworked and just feeling completely lost. I absolutely hated myself. I was so disconnected from myself that I absolutely, I was lost. I was completely lost. I, I had given up the idea of losing weight. I had no interest in losing weight. There are 300 pound people that are happy in this world. I right. just need to find the happy what's going on in my head. How come I hate myself so much? How come like, and I don't know that I could have even verbalized that I hated myself. What it was mostly about was if this is my purpose and I'm this miserable, fuck it. I'm out. I, th then I, I don't can't want agree it. more. I don't right. want it. I don't want it at and all. And you weren't in a space at that <clears throat> point to even understand otherwise right. what that your worth really was. Oh God. I was so disconnected right. from the idea that I had worth. My worth was what I could do for my job and what I could do for the people mm -hmm. in my life, period. It had nothing to nothing do, to with, do with you. You were exactly. just the little pawn for you. I was the yeah. subservient, like, in service to everyone. Yeah. And to the point where I was me shriveled up and dry because and now that I'm much more in touch with my spirituality, I see how I was so disconnected from myself, which yeah. I believe our inner being is our connection to our fill in the blank, God, universe, Everything. source, divine, yes. whatever word mm -hmm. you use. That is who our, that is what our inner being is. And so when we're connected to that, we're connected to source, we're connected to ourselves. Oh, and you're, that's where our intuition the higher comes vibrations from. are one hundred out of any situation. So no wonder I was so disconnected from that, yeah. that I was so uncomfortable and I was miserable because mm -hmm. I didn't have that light. I didn't right. have that. I was so far from it. You were sleeping. And, oh God. <laughs> 
I don't even, I, I like to say that I was a shell of a person. I was not, I did not exist. I was just a body. You were stuck the inside the Julia suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I was on the phone with my friend and I was like, this is it. And she's like, we got to get you into mindset work, blah, blah, blah. And so then my coach for this program called mm -hmm. me the next morning, just happened to call. And she's like, you've been on my mind. And I'm curious if you'd be interested in doing this again. I was like, no, remember, I don't want to lose weight. I don't care. This, that was a diet program. I'm not interested in a diet. But then I remembered doing that program gave me such a clear space of mind. It lifted the fog in my head. Mm -hmm. I was able to sit at meetings and it was almost like, it was almost out of body where I was like, oh, I understand right. this and this and this, and I could put it together and make it work and go. And it was like, I was on my game. You were becoming present in your life. I had this, my, this mindset, like my, and it, what were, what eating this way does. And I believe very passionately in this, and this is not tell anybody that what they're doing is wrong. This right. is what works for me. This is what I believe in. And that is, I believe that it is really important for you to eat every two to three hours, mm -hmm. eating a, small meals every three hours, um, three, like may, you know, normal quote unquote meals a day and three healthy protein filled okay. snacks throughout the day. And what that does scientifically mm -hmm. is it regulates your system. It's not about right. metabolism. It's about your, the chemicals in our body. It regulates your insulin levels. It regulates your hormones. It regulates your brain space in a way that clears that fog and gives you this mental, like, I'm not kidding. Like you have more energy. You sleep when you're supposed to, you wake up when you're supposed to quote air quotes around supposed to. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? But like, seriously, you everything's wake up and you're like, functioning instead correctly. Instead of like this like right. groggy, oh, I need coffee. It, it's not like that. You wake up and you're like, cool, let's go. And like, I'm going to eat Love in an that. hour and I'm going to do this. And, and it's, it changed my life. And, and like, I always say like, we feed babies that way. We feed babies every two or That's three true. hours. When we start giving them solid foods, why do we stop? It's, it's true. what our body yeah. needs. It's my right. opinion. It's not just my opinion, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, but it works. Um, but it works. And so that's what I remembered. And so that's why I said yes. And it took me another month and a half before I actually started. And so my journey in weight loss started with me. I didn't care about losing weight. I wanted to not kill myself. Like that was it. And the only reason I wasn't killing myself was because I knew it would kill my mom. Right. I knew I would destroy my family. And they, again, I was only serving other people. Yeah. They are the reasons at I that didn't. point you didn't matter anymore. Yeah. I didn't. Exactly. And it was about my mom and my brother mm -hmm. and I could not do that to them. And so that's what the kicker was. And for me, then in two weeks, that mental space, it doesn't take quite two weeks, but for me, it took this right. two weeks of, I'll never forget this choice that I made, Christy. I was on the yoga mat because yoga was something for my mind that I wanted to right. do. So I was incorporating that into my practice, into my program. I had done a 30 minute yoga with Adrian. Highly recommend. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Um, find her on YouTube. <laughs> I have watched her. She is pretty amazing. Yeah. She's fantastic. I did yoga for almost every day from that day for almost three years solid. And like it, uh, yeah, amazing. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had just finished the first one and I was flat on my face, crying my eyes out because it was awful. And you'll have to remember this was in COVID. So like I had okay. not left my house except to go take the trash and back. Um, and it killed me to do that, to go up and down two flights of stairs. It would take me 15 minutes to recover. And so like I had nothing and I used to be a dancer and I used, you know, I'm like, I'm right. flexible and I've done yoga before I'm going to be able to do this. Fine. Yeah. It was awful. 30 minutes. I was like, I hated it and I hated myself. And I remember so clearly it was, I say this. <laughs> 
it's good. people who know my story are going to be like, oh, she's telling the balance beam story. <laughs> but it was like being on a balance beam of like, I can choose to, I hate, like, you're fat, you're ugly, you will never be able to do this. Who do you think you are? What do you think you're trying to do? Like, really, Julia? Like, th- <laughs> just stop, just stop. And then there was this other side for the first time in my life. It was like, but Julia, you haven't moved in three months. You haven't walked in three months. You are very overweight and you're working on it. Mm -hmm. So keep losing the weight and try again tomorrow. You haven't exercised. You haven't done yoga in 20 years. Why do you think it's going to be good? You know what I mean? Like, and I was able to kind of laugh at myself and laugh how ridiculous it would that I would have. It was that I would have these expectations to be perfect. But when you when stop, I hadn't done it in so long. Yeah, and I think you just hit a really good point. And I think I'll solidify the point is that when you actually sit with yourself and not your inner bitch that keeps bringing you down, that's where the real conversations with yourself really happen. Yeah. And you totally. can shut that person up that's yeah. serving no purpose. Right. And that choice, mm-hmm. that is the most important part of my journey. That is more important than the weight loss. That is more important than anything is that I chose to not hate myself. Saving yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And I'd never done that before. In that moment, I prioritized me. Yeah. I chose me. And that's beautiful. And I, and you didn't, you didn't look back. Right. And so then like, well, what kept you going? I had to, like, there was no, there was no. Not you turned a it. corner. You turned right. the corner of not wanting to yeah. be in that spot anymore. So I think that if you are struggling in sort of weight loss or even mindset or even any of those things, look at what, like sit with yourself and mm-hmm. like, what's going to be the thing I had to not do that. I had to get out of that headspace, or I knew yeah. I was going to die. And if you are a mom or whatever, and I have to live a long life because I have to be here for my children. Now, I want to be very careful. You're doing this for you. And I started out not doing it for me. I started out only doing it for my family. Then you start to see results and it starts to feel good and you start to feel good. And then like my hormones regulated and all of a sudden things are like things that have not happened my entire life are happening and functioning the way they're supposed to. And like, like, so then there's almost this idea of like, I can't not stop. I can't not be go back to where I was. No, you have to keep that momentum going and going. So I do want to go back a little bit, if that's okay to your point of the inner bitch. And I love that. And I love (laughs) that we can talk about it that way, but I want to be careful because I'm, you know, I've been accused of being poly positive, but I feel like it, that's our ego. Absolutely. And the thing about that, because I start getting to a place about like, why would I say that about myself? And it's so true. And then we like, I actually have a friend and she calls it her, her inner bitch as well. And I'm mm-hmm. like, let's, let's give it a different name because <laughs> like, that's so negative. And that little guy or that little voice in your head, mm-hmm. that inner bitch, yeah. like I try to think my, this actually comes from a mentor of mine. She's like, Think of someone who you love dearly, but you want to tell them to shut the fuck up all the time. And like, think of, and then name your, name your ego. That's your ego. Okay. Yeah. 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 Name I've heard ego. of that. Yeah. Name your ego. And then, then yeah. when that voice comes up, you can say, oh, Rose, there you are. Thank you so Hi, much for yeah. your input. We mm-hmm. are safe. I want to remind you that I love we are that. safe. Yeah. And, and I got this. Right. You can go back. We'll talk next week. Yeah. And okay. like. And oh, like perfect. send her back to her room. And the thing is, is that. Yeah. Send her do... back to her room. I love yeah. that. And she, 
She's there for a reason. She's there. She's to there for your you. safety. Exactly. It is actually scientific that when, when we're approaching something that we haven't done before mm-hmm. or something that feels like a new experience, our brain goes into this fight or flight mode of yeah. going through the catalogs of all the things that have happened before. Well, this could happen. This happened before. And I don't want this to happen and this and this and mm-hmm. this and all of, you know, when we start to what if these negative scenarios and that's everybody does that. Yes. It's not just you. And everybody does it a lot, but instead of holding on to those worst case scenarios, let's Let get him, curious. Yeah. Let's tell Rose we're safe. Yeah. That's where we start. We're safe. I got this. I'm going to take care of us. Yeah. I like that a lot. And then we can take those, like those little, oh, but what if it's awful? What if it's not? Mm -hmm. What if it's the most amazing thing we've ever done? What if it's incredible? What if I'm not going to get hurt and I'm not going to hurt anybody? So why not try it? Exactly. You know, like what if it works? Well, that'll never work. Well, why not? Let's get curious. Let's take a breath, take a step back. I always talk about a 50,000 foot view and look at like, well, why? Is that true? No, that's not true. I don't know if that's true. Right. So let's imagine that it's amazing. When we find ourselves nightmaring these conversations that we dread. It's a complete turn of events in your head to the positive. Just what if? if It's like taking a flashlight onto all the darkness and just completely flooding it and being like, no, we can see everything now. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I like just want that. to highlight that, like that evil, that little that voice, negativity, exactly. That little voice. It's not that we are the most negative person. Cause like I could go into this downward spiral oh, of, like, of like, oh, I go there all the time. I'm the worst. I'm so negative. I'm mm-hmm. blah, blah. No, 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 no. I'm human. Ta-da. Yes. It happens to yes. everybody. And it is a natural thing. It is how we are trying to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to say, shh, we're safe. Yeah. yeah. Got you. I we are protected. Yeah. We are always protected. We are protected. I love that. I got you. I'm going to take care of us. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your input and I'll take it into consideration, but I got it. You can go back to your room. I love the room. Yes. You can yeah. almost see the little room in your head, like yep. shutting her away. Close the door. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. Exactly. She's important. She's she, so yeah. important. Yeah. And so like, that's why I feel like approaching her, approaching that voice with some love and some yeah. like, like nurturing because- yeah only thing like that's where I've done a I've, I love inner child work um I love my inner child so much I've gotten to know her so well oh, and like I greet yeah. her every morning don't, and yeah. don't ever put her away ever again no exactly Never. and like and those 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 fears yes those different protections that we've put in place come from a place of that little girl say like trying to protect us for the next mm-hmm. time well if we do that this will happen so we can't do that we have to go hide under the table or live in this box, or we have to be perfect. And so now to take that little girl and embrace her and say, we are safe. Yes. We're okay. We don't have to hide anymore. Right. Cause that little girl's carrying around a suitcase full of the problems that we don't need. Yeah. And we can go through those yeah, together. Exactly. But the best part about that suitcase is we can put it down. Let's put yes. it down and yeah. imagine your little girl putting it down and yes. let's pick her up or wrap her in our arms mm-hmm. and walk away from it. Yeah. Because, and like, when you visualize that, it is so powerful. That's huge. That's really huge. Yeah. I'll be honest. My podcast dropped last week and I was in my head because like, it was great. And I'm super excited about it. I'm so excited. But at the same time, I had hoped to have like all of these recordings done and like have all of this stuff in the bank. Of course. And I kept going like, I'm not where I want to be, but this is great, but I'm not where I want to be. And it was like, why are you saying that? And I actually like, I was doing, I do a lot of breath work and I was, doing my breathing and some meditation. And I vis- and I was like, stop, Julia. 
like, and I visualized this backpack of boulders. I did a daily breath about it. <laughs> I visualized this backpack of boulders and me like taking this oh. thing of, I should be here. I should be there. I'm behind. How many times have we heard that in our group? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I'm behind in this and I'm behind. No, I am right, right where, where I'm supposed to be. To be. Yeah. And from here, when I release the shoulds and when I take that backpack off of where I thought I would be or where I think I'm supposed to be. Feels really amazing. Now, I can embrace where I am and I can move forward yes. and I can go accomplish the things that are in those bags. Yeah. Fuck you the leave timeline. The, yeah. The yeah. timeline doesn't matter. It doesn't exist either. No. You know what? You miss a, you miss a podcast. You know, you miss a launch. You miss it. Okay. Oh, wow. Does anybody, but you know, even if you had 10 million followers who gives a shit at that yeah, point, go, you're just like, huh. whatever. I thought those came out on Tuesdays. Oh, well, no. like they're today's Wednesday. Sorry. Exactly. Right. It doesn't matter. So, so yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so that is all like, but look, just what we've talked about, this giant mental shift, like talking Huge. to our ego and all of this stuff. Let's let go of the idea that a scale matters, that like you're going to go to hell if you have a bite of chocolate or you know I mean? like, you know, all of those things. And let's find balance and let's exactly. make sure that we are, we are nurturing our minds as much as we are nurturing our bodies. And I really like that a lot because beauty. I yeah. think you said that the beginning is mm -hmm. that we have a society that thinks health and well-being is body and fitness yeah. or what diet, the, the D word, the right. di diet and fitness, or you got to go to a gym and whatever. And yes, exercise really works and it helps. Right. But you can't get there unless your mind is solid and safe and that you're treating yourself kindly to get to those yeah. points. It is so natural. When you start eating better, you want to work out. It's and true. When you're not eating well. You don't want to work out. You know, and sometimes like getting to the gym is always the hardest part. And right. so sometimes you're like, I don't want to go. But once you're there, you're like, I am on fire. Exactly. When you're it's like anything else that you don't want to do. Yeah. But that's It's interesting because I um, experienced this thing where I would, my nutrition was doing fine. I was on point. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't like in weight loss, but I wasn't trying to be. Right. Um, and I just, I'd go to the gym and I would be a mess and I would be miserable. And oh. I was like, what is going on? Like, I usually love my workout and I was still eating well. But the problem was I wasn't taking care. Of, I wasn't doing my breathing practice. Okay. I wasn't taking care of my, and that's what I mean. It's all it's the mental it's shift. All it all needs to be on the same plate. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to address the spiritual mental, like the breathing practice stuff just a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. We use words like spiritual again, just like the diet word. We use things like spiritual. We use things like meditation and breathing. And everybody mm -hmm. thinks it's this woo thing. Oh, it's not. It's and that you beautiful. have to be like a granola eating, crunchy hippie to you do it. You shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, you oh, it's be. true. You but yeah, but, but I believe that, that that's the woo woo be. behind it. Exactly. Yeah. And it gets into this woo thing. It is absolutely not. I mean, I've got, I'm 48 years old with a lip ring and a mohawk <laughs> and I am going to tell you, take three minutes for yourself in the morning to breathe. Like that, that's the thing is that that's one of the things I love about the fact that my, you know, that what I'm doing, cause it's like, there are people out there who feel like they can't relate to this kind of thing. And I'm here to say you absolutely can. You will yeah. find a, you can find a person that looks like you, that feels like you, that sounds like you, that that speaks your language, right. that you can breathe with, that you can find some meditation with. And I'll be honest, I do breath work and meditation. And yeah, sure, I talk with a lower voice. I'm not like saying, but there's a guy on Instagram. I think he's like, I think his name's Yogi Brian. Okay. On Instagram. I can try to find it if you want to play the show. This. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll definitely all yeah. the time. Like he literally like his thing is like, relax your tits. Like, oh, he, I like, love him. He is yes. hilarious. And he yes. dropped, it, it's like, it is his thing. And he will curse you through a meditation. And it's I love phenomenal. That. Yes. And like, 
but that's what I mean is that this is open to all of you and that like it doesn't mean that you are you can have a very strong faith and religion mm-hmm. and still breathe. In fact, there are, it's documented that the 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 massive like spiritual leaders or religious leaders always had a breath practice before they go into prayer yeah. because it allows you to connect to yourself before you can connect to your God or to whatever that is for yeah. you. And <clears throat> so I just want to like take back, like pull back some of the curtain and some of like the BS that we structure around that as well. And for me and what I preach quote unquote on my podcast is that taking that three to five minutes in the morning to find your breath, what it does is it connects you to yourself. And more than that, or as much as that, you start to become aware and you hear people say like, pay attention to your breath. What the hell does that mean? Well, what it means is like, where's the air hitting your nostrils? Mm -hmm. Are your ribs expanding more than your stomach? Are your shoulders moving? How do your feet feel? And you start to pay attention to the, how the breath affects your body doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but that little bit of awareness you're going to take with you, excuse me, I'm so sorry. You're going to take with you to the next, into your day. And so today I'm aware of my breath. Okay, cool. And then I go to work. And then today, the next day I'm aware of my breath. Oh my gosh, look how beautiful the sky is. I never noticed that tree across the way. Oh, All of a sudden you start to be aware of other things. Then you keep going. And then you start hearing how you talk to yourself. Why Mm -hmm. would I say that about myself? Oh my gosh, that was really mean. Why would I say that? And you, you can't, help it. That is what is important. And then we get to that point where we were talking about now I'm conscious to make those decisions and to be like, Oh, and then you get to a point where somebody's screaming at you and and you're like, Whoa. And instead of you reacting and screaming back, what you do is you have this consciousness of going, huh? Is he right? Is what he's saying? Right? No. Okay, cool. This doesn't have anything to do with me. And then you are in a reactive state because you realize learned how to respond correctly. Exactly. And that comes from awareness, which in my opinion, comes from breathing. And it's funny with breathing and it's such a cliche thing to say, but the answer to your breathing is right under your nose. (laughs) And (laughs) um, it is. And I've read a book and I don't, I'm probably going to butcher it right now, but the name of the book is breath. Nestor, Victor Nestor, again, I will put it in the show notes, (laughs) but it's a great book. And it kind of goes over the centuries of, um, through Cro-Magnum and cavemen Mm. and how our whole skull over the evolution of all these thousands of years has changed smaller. Like we used to have, uh, wider noses and wider cheekbones right, right, right. because they would breathe through their nose and they were less sick. And in this book, it goes to teaching you how to be more conscious of breathing through your nose and not your mouth and just breathing alone. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's, it is really fascinating. There's so much science now that like they did a, Oh God, they did a test on, I want to say it was like, let's say it was 15 teenagers or Mm -hmm. something like that. And they took everybody's blood and they'd never meditated before. And in two weeks, they started them in a 10 minutes a day meditation practice. So they don't know what they're doing. So like people are like, I can't meditate. I can't clear my mind. Well, good. Your brain is supposed to think. So if you're thinking during meditation, your brain's working. Ta-da! Do you know what I mean? It goes back to that. You're human, but it's about being aware that it's wandering and trying to focus it. So just by trying to find that focus for 10 minutes a day for two weeks, two weeks after they took those kids' blood, they took it again. Their DNA had changed. That's crazy. From breathing. From From meditating, from finding some focus, not to mention all the amazing changes that they have in their life. Exactly. Coming from a place of peace because they're coming, they're more focused, they're more in tune with themselves, they're more aware. Like it's insane. And it's so small. Like I said, I ask for three to five minutes in the morning and that's it. 
And I'm saying I asked for it. I know, but that's easy (laughs) enough to start with. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you there, like, like that science, that that study, there are, there's so much science about different types of breath being, you know, like what, what it does for you. Like there's box breathing, there's alternate nostril breathing. There's all these types of breath work. And I have, for lack of a better word, fallen into breath work because I have found that breathing works for me and finding that for, for what I need it to do. And like one of the books that I read says something about like breathing will, you know, breathe because your life depends on it. Like, it's same kind true. Of thing as, you know, yeah. and it really does because my life that I live now absolutely depends on it. When I don't breathe in the morning, I notice a massive difference in my day, mm-hmm. truly. So like I, anyway, but, um, I don't know all the science about it. I have not taken like and that's okay. classes and you, you know, can, enough to and know that available. it's changed your life. Right. Exactly. And so that's where I'm offering, but I am going to offer to people like, don't jump into like, there's this kind of breathing where you're like, right? like yes, and it's I've fantastic. done those courses before or like, what's his name? He does this thing where he's like, take a giant breath and then breathe a little bit more. And then you hold your breath for as long as you possibly can. Like that kind of thing that if you have heart conditions and stuff like that, be aware of what that, because it will have a physiological effect on your body. Yeah, you might pass out. You might not. Doesn't make sense <laughs> that how you breathe could change your freaking DNA, yeah. but it is true. And so, like, be careful. I don't want to scare anybody away. Because, well, like no, I said, I don't true, know. Though, and I'm just breathing. You know, the other I'm thing just that talking I, about taking deep breaths. You know. Yeah, and the other fascinating takeaway was, you know, you look at a, a toddler. If you know any toddlers, if you watch toddlers breathe, they use their tummy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at some point you don't use your tummy anymore and that's how you forgot to breathe. And that's why you get sick. And that's why yeah. all of this, and I find it fascinating too. Um, I've done some breath work classes and they were amazing. Yeah. And I need to fall back into the, the routine of it all. Right. So I definitely yeah. have been recently very intrigued to getting like a breathwork certification, like going somewhere just so that I have a little bit of that knowledge to fall back on, because yeah. I do deal with clients who are like, who are like in physical distress too. They want to lose weight. They do, you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like I would like to have some knowledge of that, even yeah. though I don't want to be a professor of breath work. Breath well, no, but work I think is it's a good package deal my too. entry point. You know what I mean? Like, but I think it's a good segue to just say, okay, this is what got me here and it's good for right. you. And it's a great way to um, clear your mind and focus. And yeah. it's so pure, literally underneath your nose is can fix your whole yeah. world. Who knew? Yeah, it's so true. It's it's amazing. So um definitely start breathing and definitely and start breathing. Watch how your life changes. Yeah. So yeah, so that was those are those are the massive changes in my life. Um and you know, like it makes it sound like everything's sunshine and roses. These kinds of changes hurt. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, you do it anyway because yeah, you are worth it. But learning that is is challenging. And one of the things that um that can sometimes happen is is um you for me anyway, as I mentioned, like I I took care of everybody around me. I did not take care of me. I took care of everybody around me. And now like I give the example of like, if you have a teapot at a table, you can continue to pour the teapot into everybody else's cup, but pretty soon that teapot runs out of water. And then what do you do? And if you are the teapot that's constantly pouring into others and there's nothing left, not just for you, but in you to give them. That's huge. Whereas if you fill the teapot, not only do you have stuff for yourself, but you also have more to give other people. Yeah. And And so like, it is so important, but understand that this person who I was, that's how I was in my relationships. Right. So as I grow out of that, 
and realize, oh, hang on, this isn't serving me. This is serving you. I need to evolve or I have evolved so that I'm prioritizing me. And you're not used to that because I always prioritize you. We've known each other for this many years and I've only ever prioritized you. And now I'm more important to me or as important to me. You know what I mean? And so you start to draw some of those boundaries. And the things about drawing boundaries is that people don't like them because they're not used to them. Then they're going to be like, you've changed. And, you know, so just yes, I have. understand. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I yeah. have. And that's where you ask yourself those questions. Are they right? Yeah, they are. Okay. Do you want to do anything about it? No, I like who I am right now. I like prioritizing me. I like feeling this good about myself. I like loving myself. I like realizing that this is my life and me taking my time for me isn't being selfish. You asking me to give of myself and being upset when I don't, that's selfish. Do you know what I mean? Like, so understand that relationships can change. Mm -hmm. I think we need to normalize just like we're normalizing like diet versus nutrition and so we need to normalize that friendships are allowed to be let go of. Absolutely. You're allowed to like move away from friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, I just saw there's a, there's a clip like rotating the universe. Um, and now I can't think of the man's name. Darn it. He's the guy that does the Medea, um, movies. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh God. Tyler Perry. Is that his name? Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um, he's giving a talk and he talks about there are, he likes to equate friendships with trees. And it's brilliant. I saw that it was and, brilliant. Yeah. And you've got some friends that are leaves and they're there for a season and you have a great time and they're beautiful and they bring so much love and joy to your life. And then they blow off and leave and that's okay. And we can let them do that. And then you have friends that are like the branches yes. and you trust them a little bit more than the leaves, but you don't trust them too much because they can break easily. But then there are the longer they're there, the thicker the branches, the more you can trust them. And then you have your friends that are like your roots. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that you know that you can rely on, that they nourish you, that they feed you and you do the same for them. And that like, and there are fewer of them. There are a lot fewer of them than the leaves. Yeah. And there are fewer of them than the branches and that's okay, but they are your rock and their base. And so like, and understand, yeah. And understanding that branches fall, big branches fall. Yeah. And that's okay. And the whole We're going tree back get, to that's okay. Yeah. And the tree can get cut down, but those roots yeah. are still there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. It's so like so more than okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just remembering that, that as you start to change and evolve and come into yourself, that people around you, I remember when I was, I left my job to, to coach full-time, it'll be two weeks and no, not two weeks. It'll be two years on Monday. I'm so excited. That's amazing. I don't know why, but I'm really excited. And so I left my excited. job to coach that's full-time. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I'm going to be honest with you, it hasn't been easy, but at the same time, it is what I'm here to do. So I, it's not, it doesn't matter. And that's like, your purpose. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So if you could, so. if you could peek into a mirror of Julie, past Julia about to make her breakthrough, what do you think you would say to her right now? Sitting on that yoga mat. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's so many things that fly. I like keep going is the first thing that popped into my head, but that's not it. It's, it's trust yourself. Yeah. Trust yourself. We got this. Yeah. Trust yourself. Yeah. Because also if I believe, which I do, that the universe is inside of me, do you know what I mean? That I am a being of source energy. Absolutely. Then, um, and I like a lot of people say like, well, trust in God. Well, 
I do trust in the universe, but that's also me trusting in me. Exactly. Because I'm co-creating this life. I this so God understand or the that. universe yes. or whatever. And whatever so it is that your higher other. calling is. Yeah. And so trusting myself means trusting the universe. Trusting the universe means trusting me. Yes. Tr- you know, this is, and, and knowing, you know what, maybe what I would say to that person, she wouldn't be able to accept it. She might she be able to accept the trust it, thing, right. but she wouldn't understand it. If I just said, you're safe, mm-hmm. you're okay. And I think that is one of the best mantras that and if you're feeling anxiety, if you're rushing around trying to find something and you're like feeling all of this anxiety, stop, close your eyes, take a deep breath and say to yourself, I'm safe. I love that. It's so I am safe. It brings a blanket safe. around you. Those words. Safe. I am safe. So important because honestly, that's what we fear more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like all of our anxiety and depression and fear comes from a feeling of unsafety. I am safe. All is well. I am okay. Yeah, I am okay. I am. <laughs> and then I am okay leads me to I'm right where I need to be. But that's sometimes hard to hard to grasp. But if you get to a place where you believe that everything happens as it should, then that means everything happens as it should. Doesn't mean I like it. It means everything happens as it should. So when I want to do something or I'm aiming towards this goal and it falls through, I can be disappointed. You are, please be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Have the human shitty moments. They are yours to have. You don't stay there. Don't Don't stay there. Remind yourself, I'm right where I need to be. Yeah. Everything happens as it should. This deal fell through, but maybe that's, that's probably okay. because there's a better one for me around yeah. the bend. I have to keep going. Yeah. And this sucks and I hate it. And I'm going to sit here for just a second to hate it. But then I'm going to pick myself up and remember that if everything happens as it should, then everything happens as it should. And I love that message because I so get that now. I've, yeah. I've reached that threshold that I've gone over where I am so thankful all of the crap that I've had to go through to get oh to my, my today. And it's all lessons. And I don't know if you've heard the word blessings, like, oh, I have it. That's hilarious. It. So it's great. It's kind of like blessings and lessons yeah. in one word. And they're well, beautiful true. because they are. Yeah. And I'm, you know, as many times of in my life that I've heard the word no, or you can't, or right. mm, and doors slammed in my face. Right. I couldn't be more happy. Oh my gosh. It's so true. I, it's, it's really hard, especially when, um, I, oh my gosh, there's so much I want to talk about. (laughs) And I still haven't told my funny stories. Um, um, There, there is, um, it's really hard when you've gone through massive trauma Mm -hmm. to be able to look at that with gratitude. That is impossibly hard. And I just want to, and, but it is possible. And I want to reassure your audience that it is possible. Yeah. It takes time. It does. And you need to and just have patience and know that you can get there. You can yeah. absolutely get there. But for me, there have been some massive things in my life. For example, I was very, very steeped in religion when I was a late teenager going okay. into my twenties. Mm-hmm. And like, I was the person that would like go and knock on people's doors and try to tell them that I would basically say that if they didn't do it my way, they were going to hell kind of okay. thing. Like if they didn't adhere to right. this religion and, um, that was me <laughs> and something happened. Um, I wasn't abused or anything, but a man in the church basically sat me down and told me that women weren't supposed to be in service. And so oh, I was wow. like, okay. And so he like, I was at church five times a week. Like oh, wow. I was, I was involved. I taught you were their I did, girl. I, I, Absolutely. I, yeah. 
basically took me out of all those, let's say positions, if you want to mm -hmm. call it that. And, um, and, and I was like, okay, if this is what God wants, then this is what God wants. And I don't understand. And it was hurtful, but okay, I'll figure that out. And then like two weeks later, he put his daughter in those roles. And like, I like felt so betrayed and like, it was awful, no, but he I saved your awful. life. He saved totally. Your and life. that's the thing is that like, yeah. I, it was a whole process. I went through a whole bunch of, bit, bunch of bitterness and hatred towards him, towards religion in general, towards, towards had a lot of questions and what was I doing? Exactly. Yeah, but that's the it. thing is those questions led me to understand so much more, so much about more the religion that I was professing than I knew yeah. when I was professing it. Do you know Absolutely, what I mean? Like now yes. I have this understanding and I'm going to tell you that even with that profound. understanding, I still hated it. Like there was a lot of hatred involved for a lot mm -hmm. a long time. It's just been in the last two, three years, more like the last letting, year letting it that go. I've come to all of this, like of release of it. But for a long time now, I've been so grateful for him. He was an asshole and he did it the wrong way, but you know what? Thank, Thank God. you. Thank yeah. you so much yes. because I would not be who and where I am without that. Right. I would never have started asking questions. I would never have stepped out of that. So I would it never stir have it been... stirred something in you that was bigger than you and you just didn't know what it absolutely. was. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But what's fantastic to me is I do believe that I was absolutely aligned with source and like it was mm -hmm. within a religious a religion box, let's say. Right. But I was absolutely in alignment. Those experiences that people have with their God are real. Yes. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. Abraham Hicks talks that about like anybody. No, right. Abraham Hicks talks about, okay, I'm on this boat. They're in a different boat, but exactly. we're going to the we same place. We all can be in the same boat and going to the same exactly. place. Exactly. exactly. We're going to the same place. We've got a different way of doing it. You, but, 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 but you know what? Okay. okay. But, oh, it took me a long time to get there to realize that. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah. So, but it's interesting because I was in that alignment and then I completely broke out of it. And kind of went around it and got into like the hatred of it and all this other stuff. And like, I can't have anything to do with a God or with anything. Right. And then you kind had of, a lot of come hate. back around yeah. to have yeah. this amazing relationship with source and with myself. With yourself, and, which is yeah. so much more important than something else. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just incredible. It's, it's it, when I was talking to somebody the other day about, it's about how you feel and I, it's, it's not necessarily about, it is about your emotions, but it's about how you feel when you do something that's scary and you do it anyway, it feels so good when sure it's does. right. Yeah. When it's right. It feels like you just know, like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like, and you have that feeling. Yeah. So follow those feelings. They're okay. When something feels gross, wait. <laughs> when something seriously, it's when, so when, true. Though. That's your intuition. It, and yeah. the other thing that I often say to myself, especially after like a if, if I'm going into like one of the courses that we take, like I'm a part of Kathy Heller's quilt yes. community. Okay. And um, and like I'll often like it's depending on where I am, I'll light a yellow candle and I'll sit with myself for a second and just say to myself, I'm listening. And listen to what come, listen to that intuition, listen to the messages that can mm -hmm. come to you in what, like, let's say you're on your way to church, tell yourself I'm listening. I do this sometimes because when I'm feeling disconnected from myself, when I'm feeling yeah. like, Ooh, I'm all over the place this morning. I was all over the place this yeah. morning. And like, and, and to sit with myself and just on your way to like in the car, just take a deep breath and say to yourself, I'm listening because for so long I denied 
I didn't listen to my intuition. You didn't know how I to listen. Everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it and it's a practice. And I remember someone said to me once because I was like, I I haven't known who I am for so long, for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And now here I am. I and people ask me what I want, and I don't know. How do I know what I want if I don't There's know? There's no who answer I am? to that. Exactly. exactly. But there is an answer to that. And you do know what you want, but you have to start listening. You have to find it within and, yourself. And mm-hmm. you have to get to a point where you recognize what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why telling yourself I'm listening, huge, massive. And then literally start small. Ask yourself questions before you make decisions. Go to your closet, open the closet door and say, what do I want to wear today? Okay. Yeah. Instead of the, I mean, how we often just like arbitrarily grab clothes. No, step back and say, what, what do, do I, I want? want to wear? Okay. What do I want to eat today? It's being conscious. What do I want? Your every choice. Exactly. And, and then you're, and, and then you start to listen. Ooh, that looks good. Ooh, oh, that makes me feel really good. Ooh, well, I don't like this. Yeah. It's like kind of putting your subconscious autopilot on pause and being in control of you're conscious of making those choices that really make the whole day different. Yeah. Absolutely. And every, and you do that every is, day. Yeah. They add as up. silly as it is to start with, what do I want to wear or what do I want so, to eat? Yeah. It is the, those little steps that start to become a habit. It starts to become a practice. You string I, those together and they become yeah. a beautiful you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, and then when the big decisions come, you know what it feels like when it feels right. You know mm-hmm. what it feels like yeah, that when you're listening to your intuition. intuition. You know what it feels like because you stood in front of your closet and asked yourself <laughs> what you wanted to wear. Yeah. It's so because silly. That's a, so no, basic, but it's not but... silly. And base, it is basic and it might sound silly, but it's the core of your basic needs mm-hmm. and you're putting yourself back into control instead of just being on autopilot, which is yeah. very scary place to be for a while. It's so important. And having that control and having that consciousness of the control. Yeah. Because it's all, if it's all about choice, which we've already talked Mm -hmm. about, then remember you're in control of those choices. Absolutely. And just like the same thing is true. We feel like I'm, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling this emotion or I'm feeling, you actually have control of your emotions because you have control of your thoughts and thoughts. We attach emotions to thoughts. Right. I think so-and-so feels this way. I'm going to feel this way about that. And scientifically, and I don't remember who said this, but I think it was, it was somebody who knows their shit. I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> well, it I wasn't me. Like a, <laughs> it wasn't just somebody who said this passion right. by. It was actually a, like a scientist person. Exactly. Said that it takes our physiologically, whatever, scientifically, it takes our brain and our body 90 seconds to process an emotion. Wow. So if we get mad at somebody, 90 seconds. If something makes us feel sad, we are done. We are actually phys- physically, scientifically okay. done with that emotion in 90 seconds. Okay. The fact that we can stay mad at somebody for a week, a month, stop talking Years. to them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's us. We are doing that. We so are we're taking just that not 90 throwing seconds it away. and putting it on repeat and repeat. Ugh. And usually we add on to it and oh, we add yeah. on to it. And we were like, and we alter the story a little bit so that it's not so bad you know, against our favorite, like it's more right. in our favor. And we, and then we start to believe that because we're just, it's just on replay. It's just a generation of replay. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. And so loop. if we can remember 90 seconds that like, oh my God, I'm so mad about this. Okay. I'm going to give myself 90 seconds, but after that I can work towards letting it go. Process and let go. Yeah. And the thing about anger, because again, we are, in tr- we are in control mm-hmm. of our emotions, but sometimes we have an instant reaction because again, human we have an instant reaction. Somebody cuts us off. We almost hit them. 
slamming our brakes, adrenaline's pumping. Mm -hmm. I'm angry. I'm oh, scared and I'm pissed. angry. Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> Anger. And yeah. even if somebody like you read an email and you're like, dude, and like, what the hell? Like what? Right. what? And you're like, because we we're reacting. When you get to a place of consciousness where you can like think about your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so funny to say. Um, you you can realize, okay, I'm angry. My heart is racing. That means anger to me. So right. like, and I get hot. So like, okay, I'm angry. And what I love anger because what angry it text. Is it, it sheds a light on something's wrong. I'm reacting to something. Yeah. What, what is actually going on? And so then you can say, okay, woo, I'm angry. What's happening? Back what am up. I reacting to? And now I have a choice to figure out what that is. Are they right? Yeah, they are. Do I want to make a change? Nope. Or yeah, I do. Okay. What am I going to do to change that? Okay. You know what? Thank you so much, Christy, for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. I wish you'd done it in a different way because this really pissed me off, but okay. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, you're taking the diplomatic like, approach, which is good on you for taking the higher road and sitting with the thought for a minute. And I think I have learned how to respond instead of react. And it has been made a huge difference in my life. Totally. And the thing about that though, is that, and about taking the higher road, you're not doing it for that person. No, so like, you're be taking the higher road for yourself. And this, if you're like, the only one you're doing it so that, it, yeah. So okay. that you're not living in this angsty, gross feeling that that no. anger brought to you. Right. Like you're, you are able to release that so that you can move forward and live your life and not worry about Let that person go. and the anger yeah. that's attached. So like, literally it's about, it's about just being like, oh yeah, you're right. And I'm going to, because that's going to, making this change mm -hmm. is going to make me a better friend or it's going to make me a better yes. person or it's going to make me move in this direction that I want to be moving in anyway. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Right. Done. Where's the anger? It's and not when necessary. You, and you become, and you know what? Yeah. You become to that point of your life where it's like this mental maturity too, instead of just being like slighted because someone pissed you off. Right. And you respond to it the right way. And it's, you make yourself proud also by being like, I am so proud of myself. I took the second to reply yeah. or respond to it in the right way. Yeah. And then because, you can get more curious. What else? Yes. Where else can I apply? Where that else can life? I be? Where exactly. else can I do that? No, I love oh, that. That feels really good. It felt where good to be nice. <laughs> and then the times when like you read an email or somebody says something to you and you're like, dude, like what the hell was that about? Right. If you can get into that place of asking, were they right? And mm -hmm. the answer is no, that means it's not about you. It's not like, about I you will never all. forget having an argument. My friend was yelling in my face and I thought to myself, what does this have to do with me? And it was like, oh, okay, you can keep yelling because this is just you venting something else on yeah. me. This has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And that is somebody doesn't return your email. Somebody doesn't return your call. Somebody doesn't like call you back or they said they were going to do this and they didn't. It's not because you did anything right or wrong right. or that they're an asshole or that they're mad at you. It's because they've got their own life. They've got their doing. own issues. You probably forgot. Spilling it on you. Something else is going on. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that like, so I'm going to go 99.8% of the time, whatever's going on has nothing to do with you. Even if it's right. about you, it's it has projection. nothing to do with you. Exactly. exactly. And so when we can remember that, why waste our time it's such and a our mind life being angry? Mm -hmm. why, why? Like this has nothing to do with me. You be mad. Cool. Got it. No, it's Your so anger, true. I have no control over. No, nope. but I do have problems. control over whether I want to take that exactly. on. Exactly. And I don't. Thank you very much. No, I got so, enough of my good. own problems that I'm holding on yeah. to that I don't need to. I don't need yours. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, maybe someday you can get to a point where you can say, "Do you realize this, this has nothing to do with me?" Right. Wouldn't that be a beautiful conversation? But I yeah. think most people wouldn't even understand that. They would yeah. be completely aloof to anything that they're projecting onto you or us or anybody yeah. else. Because I think most people too, if they're in that pocket of their life where they're still venting 
their problems and projecting that they don't even know that they're doing it. Oh, 100%. I mean, no. I do it and not realize that I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we're you know human. What I mean? like, it's it part of being human. Yeah. And and just even in like being obsessed with what somebody's going to think about, like we talked about earlier, whether or not that <laughs> podcast drops, nobody knows, right. nobody exactly. cares. But in our heads, that's all they're thinking about. When we're so obsessed with what we're wearing, because what are they going to think about this? What are they going to, they care. are so obsessed with what they're worried, what they're wearing and what everybody's going to think about them. They are not thinking they're not, about you. Exactly. And I said this to a friend the other day, like, I don't remember who I was talking to, but it was like, I get so worried about what I'm wearing and what people will think about it. But then I try to remind myself when I see somebody, even a friend wearing something I don't like, I go, huh, I don't like that outfit. And it's done. I don't obsess about it for the rest no. of the day. You know what I mean? Like I might have an opinion of it, but then it's over. You know I'm not the I mean? one wearing it and like, I'm not saying anything because I don't care. So like, why am I so in exactly. my head about somebody maybe thinking a thought and then letting it go? Like who gives a shit? Like it doesn't oh. matter. Our inner monologue needs to just a button to just turn off go back yeah. to your room yeah. go back to your room Rose. <laughs> i think we've named the episode <laughs> oh, that's amazing i love that oh yay that makes me yeah. so happy <laughs> i love that so much oh it's yeah. so perfect so right. let's talk a little bit about your podcast and where okay. everybody can find it and follow you and all that wonderful good stuff mm, this is a big surprise my podcast is called life after breath amazing <laughs> and uh it's a daily podcast of that I call there's three different segments there's our daily breath which is every day three to five minutes a little bit of chat about gratitude or whatever it is that we're going to breathe about and then probably about two or three minutes of actual breathing and then that's every day and then on Tuesdays there's a talk it out Tuesday where we just talk about some bullshit like I saw some people um oh no <laughs> today's episode literally is about I was cold and I was walking home and I was like, wow, I'm cold. And then it was like, there's sun on that side of the street. And so I crossed the street and walked in the sun. And it was like this epiphany of like, why do uh, we do that to ourselves? All we have right? to do is cross the street and right, we're going to be warmer and we're going to be in a completely moment. different state of mind. Yeah. And so like, so you get 15 minutes of me, like beating that over your head about <laughs> crossing the street. So simple. We could just cross the street. I, love I mean, it. come on. Um, we actually have control. We can leave a room if somebody's yelling at us. Imagine you know, that. Like... <laughs> so um so talk it out Tuesdays are just 15 to 20 minutes of me. And then about every other week we go to the lab and I have um guests like you on. I can't wait to have I you love on. it. Yes. Um, and we talk about again complete wellness is my is my obsession. And I really, really, really want to like break down some of these societal structures that we've talked about, like with the diet mentality, and especially when it comes to sexuality and financial health and things like that, that we don't like to talk about. And like, that's a generational narrative. Like yeah. a lot of that is generational. A lot of that is societal. A lot of that is based in religion, which I'm including in societal structures. Mm -hmm. And I really want to just tear all that apart and like give people a different way of thinking about it. Yeah, that's you so know? important because I think a lot of us go through completely not in tune or aware that that's changeable or right. oh gosh, that it's yeah. connected to us and we didn't mean it to be. Right. I mean, I, and for me with the whole, I'm belaboring this a little bit, but like, especially when it comes to women and, and, and owning their sexuality. And I don't mean mm -hmm. like their sexual preference. I mean, like no. being a sexual a woman, being, exactly. there is, there's so much taboo around it. And honestly, it's like, and I can go into major detail about this, but like we are categorized as two, the two women that you hear most of in the Bible. And that is Mary Magdalene, the whore or Mary mother, the virgin. And you get shit right. on for both. Exactly. You're going to get criticized for being a whore and you're going to be criticized for being a virgin. And so mm -hmm. women in their sexuality cannot win. 
No. And so it's about exploring who you are. And I know my adventures have been <laughs> insane and we can talk about that later, but like, um, <laughs> it's so two. much fun, but yeah. like it has helped me break those structures, but also like discover who I am and what I like. And the fact that women should be enjoying their sexual experience, but we, yeah. and we end up coming into sex as in that service mode. We want to yes. make sure our dudes are taken care of or, yeah. who, or our partners, I should say, taken care of. And we forget like our partners. But am I? Exactly. Exactly. But the other thing is our partners get off on us getting off. Yeah. So let's enjoy so, it too. <laughs> let's two I for mean, one Tuesday. That's yes. a new podcast, right? Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, so, but it's true though, because so much yeah. of our lives as women are just silenced through other people's ideas of what we should yep. be. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what the lab is supposed to, I love the supposed lab. to be about. No, oh, but it's it will great. be. Yeah, it's, it's so fantastic. much fun. I've had some amazing conversations and met like you so many and amazing you're just women. beginning so you yeah. know what this is just going to get deeper and better yeah. and amazing and yeah this so is good be a lot and of so fun it's for on you. all of all of your your normal um or whatever platform wherever you, you find to, your I podcast you can yeah. find it yes and life then, after um, breath yes and then i'm on instagram and facebook at julia christine health Awesome. And I will have everything in the show notes. Brilliant. That's exactly where it should be. Amazing. So we can find you and follow you and stalk you Yes, um, from afar. Just, yeah, That's but okay. we love it. And we Amazing. love you. Thank, Thank you, so you so much. much for having me again. This I know fun. this is part two of three. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. And before you go, thank you to all the listeners who joined me here today on this episode of Hold My Shovel Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to yours. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. So the next time an episode airs, you're the first to know. And you can deep dive headfirst with me into another pile. Do you have a story that you want on the podcast? Find me on all social platforms, Hold My Shovel Podcast. And remember, there is no shovel too shiny and there is no pile too deep.